0: Welcome to the Mary Gostelow Girl Ahead podcast, the weekly unique insight into luxury hospitality around the world by those who know it best, produced by Allmont Global and in partnership with Forbes Travel Guide. In today's environment, the traveler's health is top of mind, but every hotel brand has its own protocols and different local requirements. It seemed impossible to sort through it all, to know which hotels could be trusted but Sharecare Verified with Forbes Travel Guide is fast becoming the brand agnostic global standard that people can rely on. More than 360 expert validated health and safety standards cover all the bases. And as listeners of this podcast, your hotel can benefit from a unique offer if you subscribe before the end of May, 12 months for the price of 11. Click on the link on the allmontglobal.com website to enroll. Make sure your hotel is share care verified with Forbes Travel Guide, enabling booking with confidence.
1: I'm talking this week with Shannon Knapp, President and CEO of the leading hotels of the world. The New York-based, worldwide operation that gives so many of our iconic, independent properties at tip-top level a network that has been absolutely without comparison for so many years, but yet it's so up to date. I'm longing to be talking now with Shannon. So let's bring her into the conversation. Shannon, what is leading?
2: Leading Hotels is a collection of over 400 independent hotels in over 80 countries around the world. We are really the leader in independent luxury hospitality. Our mission is to empower independent luxury hotels to stay independent by extending their reach through globally recognized luxury brand and extensive global sales marketing and distribution expertise.
1: You know, it's an amazing name, this leading. How come you are leading? Because surely everybody wants to be the leading.
2: Of course. Many of our hotels, I think our true distinction comes as a result of many of our hotels being family owned and operated. They're truly artisans of hospitality and they create distinct, authentic experiences that really embody the very essence of their destinations. You know, often RGMs and members of the staff uh, at our hotels are from the destination in which they are working. So they are able to create these experiences that are unrivaled because of their depth of knowledge and quality of their relationships. In that
1: oh, that's really interesting you say that. I love the word authentic. And knowledge is another word that is so vital these days. I was reading in a certain book uh, the other day how the people who have wisdom have knowledge, go after more wisdom, go after more more knowledge. Do you give help to new members and to members who are right at some point recruiting additional staff in how to get the right team members who have knowledge, who have this experience.
2: Certainly we provide the community. And I think one of the greatest assets of Leading Hotels is our community of hoteliers. We've created a a means, not only a community in person, but a means for our members to interact uh, virtually in a discussion board where they can ask questions. And often we see a lot of those questions are about recruiting, are about attracting the right kind of staff. And uh, we allow that community to nurture that conversation and to share their best practices um, to each other so that they can attract and retain staff as well as uh, trade staff we do see that sometimes as well between seasonal hotels.
1: This is all part of the need for collaboration in new luxury you have a very strong supportive group of owners of your 425 uh, properties. You have an extremely strong network of operators of the GMs. I have been privileged to be at some of the meetings of them and I know they interact with each other. And uh, is there similar uh, interaction between the uh, line staff, for instance, in your hotels?
2: Between and amongst the hotels, um, probably less so than the the GMs at the leadership level. But certainly uh, through the platforms that we create, it allows all levels of the hotel, all levels of the staff of the hotel to exchange best practices, to interact with each other, to share knowledge. Um, And that is something that we do continue to
1: see sharing knowledge is also something that comes out through your consumers. Again, I remember going to a meeting of your leaders club in Kiev last time I was in Ukraine and they were so passionate. Your leaders club members, have you any idea roughly what percentage of people staying in a leading hotel Um, Are repeaters, do they automatically go to a um, leading hotel if they can? I can
2: definitely speak to the Leaders Club uh, cross-utilization and and what we see is Leaders Club members who stay more than one time at a leading hotel, they're saying 90% of the time they're staying at a leading hotel and it's truly extraordinary because I think once they realize that experience, once they have that authentic, distinct experience and destination, they understand that uh, they want to repeat that and they go um, and seek out leading hotels and the destinations in which they are traveling. So for sure it's high, high cross utilization, high
1: repeat leading business for sure. Shannon, uh, we talk about leading hotels. And you're talking to me from a hotel in uh, Lisbon, which can only be a hotel. But um, hotels are being disrupted, as are so many other things. Um, And do you have collections of tents? Do you have... Uh, uh, cruise ships? Do you have uh, villas to rent in their entirety? How, How broad do you see the compass of leading, going, looking ahead?
2: Well, Leading Hotels' mission is really to empower independent hotels to stay independent. And we're very much focused on independent luxury hotels at this moment. Now, within that uh, vast 420-plus independent luxury hotels around the world, there's many different ty- types of accommodations. And so we have members who have private standalone villas, and we have uh, members who um, offer different kinds of accommodations like tented uh accommodations, for example. So in terms of how broad our scope goes, no, we don't see ourselves getting into uh, the cruise business. We don't necessarily see ourselves getting into the home rental business, but we do see ourselves expanding the types of accommodations within our portfolio. Um, Again, staying focused on that independent luxury hotel however.
1: You haven't actually answered my question on tents. Have you got any glamping tents?
2: Yeah, we do. Yes, we do in fact. We throughout the world, a couple in uh, South America, and it's an area actually, Nayara is uh, a partner that we are continuing to grow a
1: relationship with. Have you taken your family, your children, to any glamping experiences, Shannon?
2: (laughs) Not just yet, Mary. They are too young at this point. Uh, (laughs) My daughter is five and my son is just, he'll be three next month. And so I think we'll hold off a little
1: bit longer on that. Does that make you even more concern for the, the family market when you're, talk, when you're thinking of your consumers because uh, Leading was started by some very superior and elegant traditional hoteliers, um, nearly all male, coming out of Europe, with a little bit of New York, but now we're much more relaxed. Now we're thinking families, we're thinking multi-generational. Does it help you having experience of those two little children? I think it
2: absolutely does. I mean, one of my um, personal approaches to work is I bring my whole self and that's my whole experience as a person. And certainly my children, and my family life are a large part of that. So I think it is helpful to have the context, um, both of you know, president and CEO of leading hotels, as well as mom of you know, two two young kids. And I think the I think the luxury market is understanding that there are um, so many different personas of traveler. You know, I'm I'm a business traveler. I'm a single traveler. I'm a, a married traveler. I'm a traveler with family same person, but all these different personas. And I think hotels realize that um, we need to do a, a good job of understanding the needs of that guest in that persona at that moment, because the experience that we are looking for is going to be different, um, even staying at the same hotel. So um, it is valuable.
1: We've talked about this uh, before, Shannon, how you need a different uh, room experience if you are traveling on business, of traveling uh, as a family, and therefore the whole marketing and promotion must be so different. You come from such a strong marketing background, your years at American Express. Um, Could you be doing your job right now if you hadn't had that supreme training at American Express?
2: It's very hard to to know. It's um, certainly my 15 years in American Express ingrained a certain um, experience within me that I I do draw on significantly now. Um, I think I learned the importance of uh, data and personalizing an experience and really understanding who a guest is. um, And that's something that is core to our experience right now at Leading, we spent a significant investment, over $25 million over the last five years, investing in our data and technology infrastructure to elevate our ability to personalize the experience for our guests and enable um, our guests to arrive at um, a hotel and be treated as a repeat guest, even if they've never stayed there.
1: It's not only important to understand somebody in-house but somebody who perhaps is going to stay, somebody who has stayed. I must share with you, yesterday I received from one of your members in Austria, and you will quickly guess whom, a most beautiful tort in a box. Not only that, but it had my name in gold. Um, on the outside of the box, now that was merely a congratulations there was for a particular award. There was no need for it, but the amount of thought that I have given to that ever since personalization can actually be taken much further than is generally the norm in hotels. Do you think? About some of the other sectors of lifestyle, say fashion and how fashion brands keep up with their desired customers or even uh, the uh, finance world. Whom do you benchmark with, Shannon, outside hotels? I think it's
2: very important to see what's happening outside of hospitality. So I spend a lot of time looking at what um, retail brands are doing, what luxury brands are doing, what financial services companies are doing. I think some of these uh, verticals are doing an outstanding job of using the information available to them to create personalized experiences, both within the purchase path, but also beyond that. And I think the example that you just offered um, from uh, the soccer hotel is is a is a wonderful example of extending personalization beyond just the pur- purchase path because if you don't do that or m- maybe rephrase it by doing that, you create a deeper more emotional connection, a deeper and more emotional loyalty to a brand than um, the transactional nature of just using what you know about somebody within a, a transaction experience within, you know, closing the sale. I think if you can leverage what you know about a guest, what you know about um, a customer, by using the information available to you, I think inevitably that creates a more seamless experience. It creates a more, uh, more depth in the experience. And I think it is what brings guests and customers back to certain
1: brands. Looking at the retail side, it does seem that actually the more value you go towards in the retail side, if we look at the online sites, the less expensive the uh, garment, the more advanced their technology. Um, But this is very different. If we look now at the luxury hotel sector, This word luxury is a bit of a problem for some people. You're not called at luxury, you're called leading, and that gets us above luxury. How far ahead do you, heading, leading hotels of the world, actually forecast, actually look? I know so many of the leading customers are now booking very close in. In the cruise industry, they're booking further out. But how how far ahead do you look these days, Shannon?
2: Right now, I'm I look month to month, really. Mm. Um, the behavior is changing so significantly. Um, even over the last six months, we've seen significant changes in looking behavior. Mm. Um, so I spend a lot of attention on probably two to six weeks out, um, and then more, a longer uh, stretch of maybe six plus months to see what's happening there. Uh, in normal circumstances, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking, you um, Thirty days out, thirty to sixty days out is, is um, my, my what I focus on in terms of watching booking trends, in terms of watching um, volume, in terms of watching pace. Um, but certainly, the booking uh, the booking behavior right now is spontaneous. It is. Uh, it happens quickly and you could be looking at a report for for two weeks out and you look at it a week later and it's completely changed. So really the key is being agile and dynamic right now and, and, and not assuming that's been the key. Don't assume you know what's going to happen because um, you don't. And being agile as an organization and being agile as a leader has been vital throughout this time.
1: Who is, uh, who's in, who's, Leading that agility? Who causes the agility? Uh, is it something on a streaming system, for instance? It, I know there are lots of properties who are theming packages around something on uh, Netflix, for instance. There are influencers who have millions of um, followers. Who do you think is leading the agility requirement, Shannon?
2: I do think that it comes uh, from the leadership. I think you have to set the tone. And, and one of the things that I've been very inspired by as I've looked at our leaders across um, leading hotels, but also our members, is I've been incredibly inspired by the extraordinary resilience and creativity and perseverance over the past year. I believe that independent hoteliers are better positioned, have been better positioned to respond quickly and creatively to this rapidly evolving needs of clients and guests, because they're not bound by limitations or chain guidelines or brand standards. They're incredibly creative and agile by nature, that's why they choose to stay
1: independent. Shannon, it's always a joy to be talking to you. The leading hotels of the world, has really soared up the level of world recognition even further since you came into it. And let's see what Shannon does next. But let's also see what podcast does next because coming up, I have as complete contrast to Shannon um, who has so many properties I have James McBride, the extremely high profile and totally lovable co-CEO and COO of the Nehi brand. Now, how does somebody move from an enormous company the size of, let's say, Ritz Carlton to start a brand that only has one hotel, Nihi Sumba, on an island that is off Bali. Well, James has managed to put not only Nihi Sumba, but also the entire Nihi brand on the awareness levels of luxury travellers and their partners worldwide. See you next week.
0: During these strange times, many in the travel and hospitality industry have been thinking about how we can make a difference in the so-called new normal. Everything's changing. It's also been a time to rethink and renovate. It's time to tell a new story. But just what is your story? How will you be telling it and to whom in the coming months and years? Markets are changing and so must we all. It'll be vital to get it right. And for that, Allmont Global has a unique dream team to help you. Drop us a line if you'd like to know more at allmontglobal.com. That's A-L-M-O-N-T global You've been listening to the Mary Gosselow Girl Ahead podcast, produced by Allmont Global and in partnership with Forbes Travel Guide. Join us next week for another exciting insight into the world of luxury travel. And don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about the show.